we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you a special presentation of Two Nerds, a podcast. Your home for everything movies, movie, music, video games, and everything in between. With your hosts, Bunny the Bruiser and Dynamite, Jared Latchy. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Two Nerds, a podcast. We are Two Nerds, and this is a podcast. I am Buddy the And boy, howdy, y'all. It's Dynamite Jared. What's going on, Kat? I cannot believe I got to your house and you still were not here today. I, I, you, you told me, you're like, I'm getting off work at 9. So I leave my house in Cleveland at 9. I'm like, all right, that'll give them enough time. I come here, you're still not here. What's even worse is I was supposed to get off at 8 today. I just yeah. assumed that it was 9. And I assumed that I went in at noon when I was supposed to be 11 at 8. But we were really busy at work. And I um, didn't get out of work until like 9.30. And I actually came back here. And I left literally seconds before you pulled <laughs> in. We probably passed each other on the road. And I had to go back to get my hat. My WWF Attitude Bowling hat that I've left at work. I understand. I understand completely. I'm uh, I'm off for like five days now, so I don't oh, really? want to leave it there. For, if I've, if I had to go back tomorrow, I would have just left it. But since I'm off for five days, I can't leave this valuable possession at right, Flying yeah, J for five days. Right? Yeah, you don't know what's gonna days. happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I worked all fucking day two. Work's been kicking my ass lately, but. Fuck all that shit. It's October. We're here to have a good time. It is a crisp autumn evening in Ashtabula. And you're still wearing shorts. I'm still wearing shorts, man. I mean, I got the hoodies out. I've been busting out the I don't know if this sleeves. is a well-known fact. I don't know if we've ever been shot below the waist during uh, Lost on VHS. Okay, so funny story, because I was thinking about this on the way over here. I was thinking tonight... Feels like because I was outside for a little bit earlier. It feels like the night we shot the prey, just outside. The vibe was very spooky and all that kind of stuff. And in the prey video, I am wearing shorts, running around outside. Okay, it was a pair of shorts and a flannel. Yeah, and it was shot. You like saw the shorts? Yeah, because we were running around. Yeah. Well, I we didn't. Some I, you could still use some trick photography. Oh that. no, we got some full body shots in there. All right. So, so. yeah. Well. If you watch the prey video, that getup was like Buddy's getup for like the entire, not the whole getup, but he wore shorts for every single Lost on VHS episode that we ever shot in like 30, 40 degree Fahrenheit weather that was just in a garage. Yeah, I don't know if I did every episode. I I know every was, fucking episode. I think in season one there was like a notoriously cold episode. Where we just, because we normally film it like all in order, but I remember we filmed just the intro and the outro, and then for the entire voiceover, we were like in coats and like blankets out in the fucking thing, because I'm pretty sure I did like a blooper video, and it's us in these coats doing this that we really weren't wearing in the video, but regardless. No, no episode one will ever was know. colder than The Prey. There's yeah, this is the coldest one. <laughs> and I will say this. We were up to about- the wee hours of the morning. I think you were arguing with your fiance at the time and i was probably arguing with my girlfriend I'm at the sure, time yeah. i don't know what the hell was going I, on we shot that, that was not like, a good night well we were shooting till like three four in the morning yeah it was a cold night i did regret wearing shorts that day for sure because i didn't anticipate how long we were going to be shooting um and i was actually thinking about that video again today as well because the Midnight Jester's really been on my mind recently, and I thought about how our video of The Prey was actually better than The Midnight Jester. <laughs> was it? I need to go back and watch our video. Midnight Jester was terrible. How's that been staying on your mind? I just keep thinking, hey, he's crept into my nightmares, man, the past week. You probably should just, I don't know what you've been watching this October, but you should probably watch some something new and something decent yeah well we're gonna be talking all about what we've been watching this october but you're gonna have to wait till next week to to figure out what those have been unless you follow us on letterbox then you've been following right along with us but today we're doing our monthly i haven't been following so, along with you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think i've seen a couple things that you've watched and i'll be like oh he's seen that yeah 
Yeah, not too many new films. But yeah, that's going to be next week's Halloween special. It's going to be on Halloween. Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Halloween Havoc, the Halloween extravaganza with the two nerds. But this week we're doing our Q&A. We got a decent amount of questions, so thank you if you submitted a question out there. Um, We've got a few to get through here, so... I don't know, do you have any other things you want to mention before we dive right into the questions? Or no, let's answer some goddamn let's questions. Let's answer some questions. So, to our loyal supporters yeah. of the podcast. So I'm not going to read everyone's name after each individual question, but I just want to say thanks to Miles, Casey, my sister, Tori, uh, Adrian, everyone that submitted questions. Thank you for contributing to the conversation. Um, so we'll start with Midnight Miles, Miles the Midnight Jester. Yeah, he, he, uh, he asked us um, Hellraiser or Hellraiser 2. He actually asked us two questions, but for the first one, Hellraiser or Hellraiser 2, I think we talked about this. We've talked about this before, um, a at lot least of these, personally. A lot of these questions I think we've talked about before, some of which on the show, but I think we did talk about this when we had Nicholas Vince on the show, who was, of course, in Hellraiser 1 and 2. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, you are... Hellraiser 1 and I am Hellraiser 2 yeah. and preferred. Yeah. Um, I just think Hellraiser 2 is a lot more fun, honestly. I mean, you get to see a lot of the, like, Cenobites world and stuff. I mean, I'm not a big fan of, like, their backstory, but I just like the creativity that was, like, involved in the second one. Where the first one, yeah, I mean, it's a classic and everything, but for me... <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. <laughs> but, I don't know. I They're both classics. Yeah. But, um, go ahead. I just I'm I don't know I like I like the story of one a lot more and I like I like I don't want to say the subtlety I like it being how it's like more grounded and contained as opposed to part two is just kind of like impressive to look at to me where they got like crazy set pieces and um, a lot of great special effects the first one has great special effects too but. It's more contained, and I kind of like that. I don't know. And it's more spread out, I would say. Like, the second one, like, you're always, like, in the Cenobite world the whole time. But the first one, I mean, it's the first scene where he's getting ripped apart, and then not much really happens for a little bit, special effects-wise. I mean, you see the Cenobites here and there, but... Well, there's the guy, the fucking... Well, yeah, I mean, he's coming back, yeah. I, I didn't think of that, yeah. He's slowly getting his body back, but yeah. I don't know. I like the second one. He likes the first one, so not much. Else I like to them say. both. Yeah, I like them both as well. But, but yeah, I prefer I, the first one. Right. Um, I know Miles prefers the second one too. Most people prefer the number two. Yeah. And I prefer number one. Yeah. Um. So, next question: Best horror remake. And he clarifies Jared and Buddy each answer. So we are both allowed to answer this question. It's not just for one of us. Uh, the best horror remake is The Fly, hands down. And if you want to go ahead and say The Thing right after that, that's probably it. Those, those, those are the two best. But my personal favorite is The Fly, David yeah, Cronenberg's Fly. I, I would agree with you, The Fly or The Thing. And both of these, it's because they're remakes but they're both so incredibly different from the original that it stands out. Um, both have great special effects. Both are, uh, well, all four of them really are a product of their time, the first two of the 50s and then the other two of the 80s. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I guess an honorable mention, um, I guess just because the It remake was a lot better than the 90s one, I mean, you could count that if you wanted to. Um, but I'm not typically not a big fan of horror remakes. Um but yeah, the thing and sometimes with the Miles thing, loves them. Sometimes with the thing and the fly, I forget that they're remakes, which is just like a testament to like how good they are. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy to forget. They they stand on their own, which is why they're the best. That's that's just how it is. Um, and whereas all the other ones are really just like you've got no choice but to kind of compare them to the original. And I, fi- I find that, you know, the fly and the thing, you know, sometimes they're compared to the original, but usually it's just like, you know, I don't know. They just hold up on their own. I don't, I don't have anything else to say. How to about the, uh, the third thing? Did you end up seeing that? Me and Ricky saw that in theaters. 
Um, the effects are probably the worst effects I've ever oh, seen in a the modern... the 2010s yes. one or Yeah, whatever. it was like two, 2011 no, maybe. No, I don't fucking... I'm not going to go see that. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was... Well, I think Miles said that it was good. I mean, the film itself wasn't bad, but the, the effects were some of the worst I've ever seen in any it's film. It's like a prequel to the thing, right? So, yeah, it's it leads right into the 80s thing. Okay. So... Yeah. Well, you didn't know that going in. Then, like, you get to the ending scene, and the ending scene is the dog running up to the, uh, the whatever. Right. Like, at the beginning of the first, uh, well, not really the first. But, so getting away from films for a second, we're going to talk a little bit about the horrors of real life, supposedly. Cryptids. <laughs> Are they real? And which is your favorite? Oh man, I gotta go with with Grassman. <laughs> Grassman's my favorite, dude. Tell tell people who maybe some of the listeners that aren't from Ohio about what the uh, he's the, had shit on National Geographic and stuff before. Uh, whatever channel does cryptid documentaries every now and then, like what uh, wasn't isn't there a channel that does like a Bigfoot Week or some shit like that? I, I know there's Shark Week. I don't know about Bigfoot Week. I'm sure there is somewhere. Well, I, me and Ricky discovered the Ohio Grassman on some channel, a documentary. There was a whole documentary about Grassman and how this Amish guy fought him on like a trail <laughs> one time. Like, yeah, Ohio Grassman. I I just like uh, that that story. That documentary really captured my imagination, if you will. Yeah, but are they real? Are they real? No. Are they real? Here's the thing. I want. I know that they're not real, but I wish that they were real. I want them to like, be like, real. Like I wish so bad. that like literally, I could go outside right now and fucking chill out with Bigfoot or a chupacabra. I don't think that's how it would work. Oh, that's how it would work with Bigfoot. He's a very chill guy. He's like very if, he, if docile. You, yeah. If you're running into the like the grass man, like he's more aggressive. But I feel like the classic Bigfoot as seen in the Gimlin Patterson film. He's a chill dude. Uh, but for my favorite, I'll have to go with Mothman on this one. Um, definitely the sexiest of all the cryptids out there, I would say. Sexier B- than Bigfoot? Yeah. Oh, come on. Um, what was I going to say? The damn... Uh, there's some good ones out there that deserve, you know, deserve a shout-out here. So I'm going to talk about... Not talk about, but I'm just going to shout-out Skunk Ape. Skunk Ape, yeah. Um... I saw a short film. It's called The Legend of Skunk Ape, and literally, it's ninety percent drone footage of like Skunk Ape just like chasing someone around a car, and the drone is just going straight down above the car for like five minutes. And I was like, "This is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen." But regardless, and uh, I think that's it. I just wanted to shout out Skunk Ape. Yeah, he just there's smells. The lo- he smells really bad. There's the Loch Ness monster, man. There's, well, I'm not shouting out there's, Nessie. There's, Everyone knows Nessie. There's the there's chupacabras there's all kinds of stuff man I'm I wish there were cryptids in real life but who knows if you're a, if Bigfoot's out there listening to this if you get good Wi-Fi reception um, leave a comment yeah leave a comment let us know that you're out there the um, horrors of real life <laughs> <laughs> so which classic scary movie character would do the best on Among Us which is the new hip game with the kids. Yeah, I've never played it. I've never played it either, nor do I know anything about it. I would say... But but which horror, which scary movie character is really hip? Hip with the new kid stuff. Freddy. Oh, yeah, he would have it. He'd bust out his power glove, play <laughs> Among Us. Yeah, because he's got to get into the nightmare, so he needs to be hip and up to date on everything that's going on. I don't see Mike or Myers whipping out an iPhone anytime recently and playing any games or anything. But I don't know. Yeah, Freddy's a good. That's a good pick. Yeah, Freddy. Um, yeah, it's Freddy. Yeah, it's gotta be. Okay, so Annabelle or Robert the doll? Which one's Robert the doll? So Robert the doll. It's like I'll pull up a picture of it real fast. Um, but Robert the doll is basically like, I mean, it's a haunted doll, and the whole thing is you need to tell the doll. And ask its permission to take its picture, or you basically you're like cursed for life, and like it's happened before. Um, 
But this is Robert the dog. He looks like a little, like, sailor, and he's holding a little dog. Um, he's on display in Key West, Florida. And then Annabelle the doll, obviously, from the films. And I think that's in, like, Connecticut is the museum or whatever. Um, I would say I enjoy Robert the doll more, but he doesn't have any good films. <laughs> he's in a couple, and they're piss-terrible. Um, so I guess Annabelle just for like name value and stuff, but we got to get some good Robert the Doll films out there. Let um, me see this bastard Robert the Doll again. Let me, I'll pull him up. I, I want to see him from all angles. Robert the Doll. Yeah. This is it. This is. Yeah, there he is right there. There's a straight on shot we're looking at right now. And what, what's his deal? You have to ask to take a picture yeah, of Yeah, I can't remember his 100% backstory, but I know that, like, in the museum that he's at, there's, like, all these, like, warnings and stuff, like, no photographs or whatever unless you ask permission. And once you ask permission, it's fine. But, like, if you don't, you could be in for a, for a curse. Okay, okay. Um, I think it's, like, the possessed soul of, like, a child that died. How, or something, but I how can't. accurate is uh, is the Annabelle doll to okay? So the Annabelle doll is really just it's a Raggedy Ann doll. A Raggedy Ann doll, I see. Nowhere near as creepy as the film. Yeah, the uh, film version took some liberties, and they probably couldn't get the rights for uh, a Raggedy Ann. Yeah, or they didn't want to destroy its image or anything. Probably would have been some bad marketing. But, yeah, I mean, I wish, again, Robert the Doll needs a good film out there. Um, I'm going to go, I'm still going to go with uh, with Raggedy Annabelle here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Robert the Doll kind of just looks like a, like a douche. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> mm. I, I do not believe in ghosts. I've talked about this on other shows before. My family claims that my house is haunted, but I've never seen anything, never felt anything, nothing. Um, I never, like, in the dark, I never feel scared or anything. I don't know. I'm, ghosts aren't my thing. Huh. It's, a, it's an interesting one for me. Um, I'm the same. I've never had a paranormal experience before. Um, but many people that I know have, and... Supposedly, my house is haunted, specifically... Yeah, this house right here. The yeah. tape room. Um, multiple roommates that I've had who've stayed in the tape room before I converted it to the tape room have had um, very bad experiences in there. Yep. And uh, also, I will say... I, I don't know if this counts as a paranormal experience for me or not, but I will say that several times when I've been in there trying to pick out a movie or something, Austin will follow me in there and he will bark at the corner like relentlessly. Um, huh. So, um, but I've been told by people that are in touch with their spiritual spirit world or, or whatever is going on is that I am like ghost repellent. That like spirits don't like me and they want to stay away from me. So well, they will never bother me. And so I'm assuming the same is for you. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've stayed in that room before and nothing happened to me. Right. And I've been told, even before I heard that from the spirit people or whatever, I've been told by people that stayed in that room that they felt a lot better when I was in there. So maybe they felt better when you were in there too. Who knows? I will say that I do believe in ghosts, but I don't believe I will ever have an experience with one. See, I believe that ghosts are certainly the most plausible out of everything, like, supernatural, as opposed to, like, cryptids and stuff. But, I don't know, I, I'm a I'm a skeptic. You think they're more plausible than aliens? I said cryptids. Maybe, I don't know. No, I, I know you said cryptids specifically, but you said it's the most plausible I, I, out of everything. Well, I... Uh, okay, just out of stuff that I would see on an episode of Unsolved so, Mysteries. So to clarify with that, I I would say Aliens is number one above Ghosts. Okay. Because I honestly I, I wasn't even thinking of Aliens. At I first. do believe in Aliens. I don't know if that's going to be a question. That's later. not a question early. That's not a question later. But yeah, I do believe Aliens. Exist. They have to. There's no way 
that there are and aliens here, here, out there somewhere. And here's the thing: like a lot of people think when they think aliens, they think oh, little green men. They're gonna come in like their spaceship. Have has anyone ever thought that maybe these aliens are dumber than us? No, I mean just like, but there's probably different levels for. Oh, any, for there's, sure. There's several species of of intelligent life somewhere out there. There has to be. Maybe not in our galaxy, but. We're, it's in, in a galaxy somewhere. It's ignorant to think that Earth is the only planet that has life. Right, exactly. So, like, I, it was a couple weeks ago or whatever, they said they discovered, like, hints of alien life on Venus or something. I well, don't know if there's they, anything... They've discovered, like, uh, like hints of, like, uh, plant life and shit on Mars before, right? Right, and there's, like, places where there would have been water sources and yeah. stuff. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that there's aliens in this galaxy, like the planets that we think of. Um, but definitely somewhere out there in the the vacuum of space, there's got to be other life somewhere. I mean, it's, as I said, it's ignorant to think otherwise. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. So, yeah, aliens are a thing. And uh, if there's any aliens out there listening to this podcast, leave a comment. Yeah. Let us know what you think yeah, of the let, show. Yeah, let us know what galaxy you're from. And, yeah. And yeah. maybe we can get you on the show and we can do an interview sometime. Yeah, that'd be that'd fun, be cool. man. Yeah. Um, so, uh, one of my, one of my, uh, Co-workers Christian, he asks us, would Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers be a good tag team? <laughs> but a ri- he had edited his comment. He had a typo, and at first it said, would they be a hood tag team <laughs> at first? So Well, no, they wouldn't be hood. They wouldn't, they wouldn't uh, resemble Harlem Heat in any capacity. But would they be a good tag team? Absolutely. They would be a dominant tag team. So here's the thing, because I, I won't... When I first thought about this, it popped into my head. So, Freddy Krueger, I'm thinking, he's like the slimy heel. He's the mouthpiece, obviously. Michael Myers is all the muscle, man. Yeah, he's so, the powerhouse. At some at some point, there's going to be a heel turn, and Michael's going to be the baby face. <laughs> um, and he's going to get his revenge, but they're going to be a solid tag team, tag team champs for a long time. They'd be time. a dominant tag team. Solid. Oh, they're yeah. dominant tag team. Who's going to beat them? Jason and Pinhead, stop. Nice try. Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, Freddy. Well, Pinhead's not even bigger than Chucky. Jason and Chucky? Mm, no. Nah. No, that's even worse, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they'd be a good tank team. Slimy heel with the, mu- with the muscle. Um, yeah. Set up for success for a long time. Right. Um, so we've got a long one right here, so I'm just going to actually read read it. Um, I have some interesting questions for you guys to think about. Of all the classic horror baddies, who would you be the most petrified of in real life? So we'll just take that one first, because there's like 12 questions in this one. That's tough. That's tough, because in real life, they would all be fucking horrifying. Um... Hmm. Oh, creature from the Black Lagoon, maybe. I'm trying to. I'm when I'm thinking classic, I'm not thinking of like the Godzillas or anything like that. I'm thinking like old, old school. Oh, um, I even that, though that was around the same time, but like giant monsters, a little different than. I think. I think. I mean, when I'm thinking classic, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like even Jason, Michael, and Freddy all count as classic anymore. Yeah, that's true. Um, and he just said baddies, right? That was the term. Yeah. You know, I would say out of those like more contemporary ones, I would probably say Leatherface. Out of those, um, hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could go Leatherface. He's too noisy. Like I'd be terrified. Don't get me wrong, but. With with the noisiness, you'd know he's coming. <laughs> it's like a little less. Maybe it's a little more creepy. Like if you're in their hiding spot and all you can hear is this fucking chainsaw the buzz, in the distance. Yeah. Oh man, it's tough. That's really tough. I'll say out of the old old ones, Nosferatu is a good one. That's a creepy. Nosferatu is absolutely. He would. He's the worst. He would fuck me up. <laughs> he might even be the creepiest of all time. Honestly. I mean, it's up there, yeah. I mean... Out of the more contemporary ones... I, I want to say Michael Myers because he he had a pretty uh, pretty decent effect on me when I started getting into horror movies. He's the one that spoke to me the most. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe... Uh, 
Norman Bates. That'd be a good one, yeah. You wouldn't see it coming. I mean, I don't know. That shot of him coming into the room dressed as his mom, that's always fucked with me. I don't, like, I don't know. They turn the chair around, and then he comes through, like, the curtain or something there. I think there's, like, a curtain. And he's just all looking fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. That shot always bugged me. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, But, yeah. Uh, I guess just to do the full spectrum, do you have like a modern one you'd be scared of? Because I can't even think. Super it. modern. Oh man. You know, as a spoiler alert, I just watched Megan is Missing for the first time, like a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you've ever seen I it. I haven't. No. All right, I'm not even going to mention that one. But that movie, as has really uh, skeezed me out. Like, oh really? Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of fuck, like fucked up by that movie a little bit. Is it on Shutter? No, it's on YouTube though. You can watch okay. it on YouTube. It has like Spanish subtitles, but gotcha. Um, just ignore the subtitles at the bottom, and you'd be good. Yeah. The acting is terrible, <laughs> and the logic behind the movie is terrible. The movie itself could have been much better, like, done way better if they would have just taken some time and thought about the first uh, hour of the movie yeah. and how we, how they were going to do it. It could have made sense. It could have been really good, and they could have got better actors, and it just could have been better written and better, um, better executed. But the last... 20 or so minutes of the movie are just that's where the money is and that's just insane yeah yeah well maybe i'll have to check it out and we can talk about it more next week um for the halloween special so out of modern i guess i will go with i can't think of anything um i just watched hell house llc they had the dudes with cloaks just appeared out of nowhere and they they were uh, i guess Creepy, I guess. I don't know, I'd probably say like the J horror stuff, like the grudge. Yeah, you're right. That's that's the creepiest. Um, you're right. Because like when you're talking about like the films in the past few years, there's not really like monsters or anything like that anymore. It's more about like cults, like in Hereditary and Midsummer, and then like you'll get like a Babadook here and there, but like it's few and far between, and most of the time those movies aren't that great. So, yeah. And Babadook is an ally. Yeah, so he is, so he's, he's not scary. He's not even really that scary. scary. Yeah, it's definitely... Uh, I'm going to go with Toshio. I find him a little bit more creepy than Kayako. Yeah, I would uh, agree. Yeah. But they're both fucking horrifying to me. Yeah. And the scene where Kayako is in the blanket is like... Oh, yeah. ...forever the scariest thing that's ever fucking happened. Like, people think little girls are scary. I always thought that, like, little boys were scarier in horror films. Me personally, yeah, but I think so. But goddamn, I mean, the, the Japanese girls are fucking terrifying. Yeah. They're way more terrifying than the little American girls that end up in the goddamn horror movies. Those aren't scary at all. Yeah, um, he goes on to ask if if their stories, powers, or abilities were real, who would command the most fear? Which would be the most dreadful to cross paths with? I mean, I, I, all that's this is still the same. Freddie said. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If his, Freddy yeah. would be the worst. Well, if his they give him some weaknesses later on in the series um, in that, you know, some people with, like, enough willpower, I guess, to understand that they're in a dream can use that to their advantage and fight back. Um, But I'm saying within the confines of the first movie, which is... Really, the, the only Nightmare on Elm Street that's worth watching, honestly. Yeah, I like the third Oh, Dream one. Warriors, Dream like Warriors, the which one, is yeah. the one. But within the confines of the first movie, uh, Freddy is, is... He's scary in that one. A lot of people think that, yeah, there's comedy in it, but that one's mainly the scary stuff, so the first one. He's got the most insane powers because you have to sleep. Yeah. So, and once you sleep... You're his. Yeah, you belong yeah. to him. So Yeah, so yeah, he'd be the most dreadful and to cross paths with us in real life, and if his abilities were real, you'd basically be fucked. Um Yeah, so I guess we can we can go ahead and move on. 
Um, my sister Pinhead. asked. What's up? Pinhead. Pinhead would be a good one. Yeah, because if you come across Pinhead, you're you're basically fucked already. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you come across that box, I mean, you're tempted by it. I would not touch it, but I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what's going on yeah. with it, so. Yeah, I guess if you're blissfully unaware, then yeah, you'd basically be fucked. Um, my sister asked what our favorite Halloween series movies are and which ones we hate. We've talked about this a hundred times on shows. Um, but the first Halloween's the best, Halloween 2 after that, and then the remake. My least favorite one, and I think I've talked about, I know I've talked about this on the show before, but I don't know if I've talked about this with you, I despise Halloween 5 the most out of all of them. Man. Um, what? It's boring as fuck. <laughs> no, Halloween 5 is good, man. Uh, Don Shanks has made a living off that movie. <laughs> I just saw him on Instagram signing more fucking autographs. That dude was in Halloween 5, and then he's done nothing but sign <laughs> autographs ever since. Um, I don't despise any of the Halloween movies. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie. My favorite's obviously Halloween 1. Um, the one I despise, and I just it has no redeeming value to me. Aside from a couple gore scenes, is H two Rob Zombie's H two, absolute yeah. fucking garbage. <laughs> Fuck that movie. I don't know, man. I I prefer that over Halloween you're, Five. You're high on fucking crystal meth, dude. I, <laughs> you're so fucking high if you think that's better than Halloween Five. Insane. I don't, I don't know. I honestly, I prefer H two over Rob Zombie's H one. You're still high on meth. Honestly, upon contemporary review for me, they both suck. Even though I liked H1 when it first dropped, um, I'm really not a fan of either one anymore. Yeah. But uh, H2 is is really the fucking, like, the... I can't even come up with a description. (laughs) That's, like, the shittiest fucking movie it's amongst my least favorite movies, period, that I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so ass. Um, well, let's talk about the opposite end of the spectrum, then. Because the next question is, if you could watch one horror movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? It would be Halloween it 1. It would be Halloween 1. Yeah, yeah it's I, my favorite are... movie of all time. Yeah. Um, why are pumpkins associated with Halloween? Is a question that we got. Is this like... <laughs> we've got... Are we've, they going to fact check us on this? We got some questions that were like... I don't know if they think we're historians or what, but... So, pumpkins, from what I understand, if it just had... It's it, just the season. It was like... Yeah, because Halloween came from, like, the Celtic, like, celebrations of, like, the harvest and stuff. Um, and so the harvest with... Pumpkins and Ooh, I need to change that. stuff I get, like that. I gave H two one star. You have H two one. You got to do it lower uh, than that. Uh, yeah, I bumped it down to half. <laughs> I was just double checking. But yeah, the harvest. Um, it, I mean, pumpkins are in season this time of year, so it just fits the vibe, the colors, um, the changing leaves, and all that. Pumpkins are the same color. And, and the witches used to carve them back in the day. Yeah, the witches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which horror movie villain slash killer do you have sympathy for? Oh, man. Uh, probably someone like Leatherface. I mean, kind of grew up in a cannibalistic family, and he's kind of mentally not all there. Unfit, yeah. So he's probably doesn't even really realize, like, what's going on. Right. Leatherface... And in more modern uh, Texas Chainsaw movies, I feel like he has been kind of made to sympathize. Be more, be more sympathetic. Yeah. Um, so Especially I, the newest one. Which I haven't seen. Yeah. I haven't seen the newest one. but He's like um, an anti-hero in that one. Yeah, but I thought about this a little bit. I would have... There's a lot that like came to mind, so I'll just mention a few of them. Um, Brundlefly is a good one. Oh, yeah. Because he... I mean... I, a lot of them, like, similar to Leatherface, but more so, like, ones that they didn't ask for this. They didn't sign up for this. Um, Lawrence Talbot, the Wolfman, also comes to mind. I mean, he got bit, and then now he's, like, fucked, so it's not his fault. Um, well, his whole, th- like, they make him sympathetic the whole time. Yeah. And same with uh, 
Frankenstein's monster is like one of the most sympathetic right. of all time. Exactly. That was going to be the next one I brought up. So yeah, I guess just all the ones that didn't ask for this to happen. Um, I guess you could kind of say there's some sympathy for Norman Bates. I was going to mention Norman Bates. He was like my number two because obviously some shit went down with that guy and he did not have the best childhood. Yeah. I don't know exactly what it is. And you could probably, if you want to go with like a Bates Motel, which is obviously not canon, you could say, you could see some shit happens to him in that. But, uh, it's it's very obvious in the first movie that he did not have a good childhood and I an abusive mother and right. all that stuff that yeah probably drove him mad yeah and he was, he might have even been born a little different to begin with so yeah yeah so there's a lot that you could say um, I don't know and then I going along like basically any werewolf character ever like an American werewolf in London as well. I mean, he's pretty sympathetic, and I don't know. Like, there's a lot, but there's also a lot that are sometimes not though. When werewolf, I just watched Ginger Snaps like a, a few weeks ago, and by the end of that movie, that damn Ginger is not sympathetic anymore. <laughs> like, you, you're kind of with her for most of the movie, but by the end, you're like, oh, fuck this girl, just fucking kill her. <laughs> yeah. Um. Favorite childhood trick or treating tradition. Getting know. the goddamn candy. That's all you gotta say? Just getting the candy. Honestly, when I was a kid, I I think I was more excited to dress up than I was to actually get candy. Yeah. Because I've never been like a candy freak or anything. I still liked the candy, don't get me wrong, but... Right. You know, dressing up as like Hulk Hogan or the Red Ranger and shit, that stuff, you know, made me really excited when I was a kid. Yeah. Nothing's really coming to mind for me. I mean, yeah, I would trick-or-treat every year and stuff, um... In elementary school, there were a lot of, like, Halloween parties I would go to all the time. Um, I actually had one in my house in, like, second grade or something. Um, and then, yeah, I liked handing out candy and stuff. Once I got a little older, I'd go over to my grandma's house and help her pass out candy and all that. So that was a fun time. Um, and last year was my first year handing out candy as a married man. So that was quite the experience. Um, Jared's doing the flip bottle challenge. Um, yeah. There we go. Alright. He, he I just it. had to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, nothing Yeah, nothing too specific. Now he's playing with a wrench directly <laughs> in the microphone, as he has been for most of the episode. Um, do you like the idea of family-coordinated Halloween costumes? If you have kids and stuff, sure. I think it'd be kind of weird, like, adult, like, brother and sister's dress. Oh, I don't know, maybe. I mean, it depends on the situation. I don't really have an opinion about it. Well, like themed costumes. Uh, I I would say I'll say I'm I'm into it. I don't want to be, and the part of me that doesn't ever want to have kids is is kind of like, no, that's trash. But this year, spoiler alert, I'm gonna be Macho Man, and I really do wish that Maisie was gonna be Miss Elizabeth. It makes sense, but she's not. She's got her own thing going on, so. Um, yeah, but I, I'm sure one day if, if me and her have a relationship that lasts any amount of time that we will be Vegeta and Bulma one year. Yeah. Hey, you might have a little Vegeta running around. That's just, that would be a Trunks and no, no, God damn it. I'm going to have to go to the clinic and get my shit fixed up because <laughs> too many people have been talking about this lately and it's starting to get me worried. So I got to, <laughs> I got to go get this taken care of and put that final nail in the, the coffin. The good old snip snip. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, do you have a favorite Halloween costume you've done or seen on someone else? That's our next question. I'd say my favorite has been my Michael Myers my first Dawn Post mask that I got was really good, and I would put the pantyhose over my head underneath it so no one could ever see my eyes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had the jumper, the jumpsuit, and all that stuff. And I, it was just, it's an easy costume to do, but yeah, I did it, and I scared the shit out of a lot of kids with it. So that was why it was my favorite. I remember specifically because when I would put it on, I would never talk. I would never no, speak. No, you never spoke. And so one time I was out trick-or-treating well past my age. I was probably already like 17 or something, but I was still trick-or-treating because 
I wasn't going to talk to anybody. So, like, yeah. if anyone asked how old I was, I would just do the little head tilt <laughs> thing, get my candy and go. But one time this kid was just absolutely terrified of me, right? And so his mom comes up to me and she's like, hey, listen, my kid's all upset you know can you like say something or take off your mask to you know show them that you're <laughs> you're cool or whatever did you give her the head and tilt i just gave her the head tilt and didn't say anything and she was like you're such an asshole <laughs> <laughs> so yeah being michael myers is my favorite yeah um i've never really gone all out with my costumes um all my costumes are very half-assed and thrown together the day of the one time i actually took a lot of time with a costume was when I was Goku in college and did my own natural hair. So it was just a process of growing the hair out. Um, but that was pretty much it. So I'd say that one was fun. It was pretty fun for me and Ricky to be Wayne and Garth. Uh, and when Very he was photorealistic, in yeah, because he yeah. looks just like him. Yeah. So. We got a lot of compliments. And yeah. we also ran into like three rival oh, really? uh, Wayne and Garths, but we defeated all of them. I would hope. Um, favorite Stephen King book to film adaptation? I will say unquestionably, it's not a good Stephen King adaptation because it's very, very different from the book, but there's no way you can argue that The Shining is the best Stephen King film. You can't argue it. He's gonna try, but he can't. It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. Then what's your favorite Stephen King film? I, I don't know. Probably like, it's like it might even be it chapter one or Pet Cemetery. I think it's between those two. I think that The Shining is incredibly overrated. It's, nah, man, film's great, bro. It's good, but goddamn, it's just done and parodied so goddamn much, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's my favorite ever." And it's just well, like, it's not my favorite ever, but it's well, my favorite it's, Stephen King. It's like most people's favorite ever, and but really, my favorite Stephen King is Shawshank Redemption, but it's not a horror, so. So but, you're leaving it out of the, leaving it off the table. Off the table for this one, but, um, <laughs> I would like to know why vampires sleep in coffins. Tbh, tbh. To be honest, mm. you've come to the right podcast. As me and Buddy are vampire experts, so to speak. Would you like to tackle this one? Do you know why? Because they're dead. Vampires are zombies, cat. <laughs> it's the truth. They're the living dead. Um, surprisingly, though, I don't know if you knew this, the fact that they sleep in coffins, and it's, it's supposed to be like the dirt of their native soil, like the Transylvanian soil in Dracula's case, that's not in any of like the mythology or the legends and all that shit. That came from the novel. Um, no one knows why he added it in there. They think it was just a way to, like, give him more weaknesses that, like, he has to sleep in his coffin or whatever. Um, but, yeah, vampires are zombies, so they're dead. So they sleep in their, in their coffins. Yeah. So, also, and th- this is a continuation of the question. Also, I'm still very confused about how Michael Myers comes back to life because I've only seen bits and pieces of the movies. He's pure evil, bro. I don't know if it's that he comes back to life. I don't, he hasn't died. He just died. never dies. He hasn't yeah. died. Yeah, so, he's pure evil. You can't kill pure evil. He's the and boogeyman. there's been a couple of different explanations of it over the years. But the best one still remains that he's pure evil. He's just pure evil and he's unexplainable and you can't get rid of him. Yeah. Well, that is our last question. Wow. So I don't know how many that was. It was like 20 something. But yeah, that's. That's all the questions. Thanks to everyone who submitted a question. Um, Thank you. Did you have any submissions? There is actually one more, but I was going to save that for our poll. Um, oh. but did you have any? No, I any? don't. Do I have questions? Yeah. I'm the question answerer. Yeah. Buddy, I don't ask questions. I answer them. Yeah. All right. So we're going to we're gonna take a quick pause for the cause. We're going to get some slash cards in, and then we're going to come back for our poll. Alright, so we are back. If you remember from last week, Jared has the slight edge in slash cards. He has seven. I have five or potentially four. I may have screwed up, but it's my show, so I'm saying I have five. 
Um, but hopefully whoever wins, it's going to be a landslide victory, so it won't matter. Well, if Buddy wins if it, by it, one point, we're going to have to got, order a recount. All right. If, if it's by one point, we'll do a recount. That's fine. All right. So we're going to start the timer here. Another 10-minute round. And I read you the first question last time, so you'll go this time. And starting the timer now. A Ouija board, a crucifix, and a flight of stairs. That would be... 1973. I was going to say... Yeah, that's the exorcist. All right, so buddy got a point. All right, give me an easy one. Okay. So I actually started a new card because I lost track of where I was. That's fine, as long as it's easy. Name two horror movies that take place in the snow or ice. Okay, so The Thing and Frozen. All right. Um, <laughs> Nothing else to say. Yeah, that was uh, correct. Let's see here. <laughs> Which one of the following Wes Craven films was slapped with an X rating until he edited it, in, edited it enough to get an R rating? Last House on the Left, Hills Have Eyes, or Deadly Friend? I want to say it was Hills Have Eyes, but it could have been Last House on the Left. Which one? I, I, going I'm with? going with Hills Have Eyes. Hills Have Eyes. Cool. That's crazy. The fucking last house on the left is yeah much more. A bucket of blood, a fire hose, and tampons. Seventy six. Another very oh Carrie. Yeah. Um, what actor played Sheriff Sheriff Lee Brackett in Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween? Uh, horrible with names. I know the. Bill Pax? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. Yeah, that's the... I, Aubrey got mad at us that one time. We fucking screwed that up. Um, and I fucked up the points again. I think I have seven. It's hard doing it on a phone. I wish I had paper. It's fine. Did you get two right? Yeah, I, you did. You yeah. did. So, you have so seven. seven. Okay. And so, I have eight? You have nine. Okay. You have nine. So, what is the full title of the German expressionist horror film, The Golem, 1920? Yeah, nice try. The Golem, how he came into the world. Okay, that's fun. Last House on the Left takes place in what U.S. state? Ohio. Connecticut. Connecticut, damn. Um, what actor played Dr. Sam Loomis in Rob Zombie's Donald Zombie Pleasant. Sound? Oh, wait, oh, oh, it's, um, okay. It's, in Rob Zombie's. It's the dude from fucking Clockwork Orange. What's his goddamn name? Oh, no. I can't remember it right now. When you say it, I'm going to kill myself. You giving up? Yep. Okay, that would be Malcolm McDowell. Okay, I'm not going to kill myself that much, but I knew that. Yeah. I thought it would be something... I thought his name was going to be a lot more obvious. Though I did know that name. Sorry. Ooh, this is... This is tough to me. Um, this is It tough. might be easy for you. Name three horror movies... Starring Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, okay, so Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, obviously. Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Um, Johnny Depp. I forgot about Sleepy Hollow. That's actually on the back of the card. Sleepy too. Hollow. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. That's not a horror movie. Vincent Price is in it. Creepy Castle. Tim it's Burton. not a horror movie. Is it on the back of the card? It is not on the back of the card. Okay. Um, and it would be if it was a horror movie because okay. it's very well known. Yeah. Um, and so you're not counting Corpse Bride either. Oh, uh, uh, what's it called? Sweeney Todd. Demon Barber of Fleet Street. It's a musical, right. yeah, but it's yeah, a yeah, horror. Yeah, yeah, I give you that one. All right, okay. so the, the third example was From Hell. Okay, I would have never got yeah. that. Um, okay, so moving on to Jared's. Um, a young woman undergoes experimental plastic surgery to save her life after an accident, but the surgery causes her to crave human blood and sets off a citywide epidemic in this 1977 film. I would know this. You do know that? I do know this one, yeah. Miles is a big champion of this film. Well, it's not... And it was remade last year. Last year? Yeah. So there's a couple clues. 
It's not Dawn of the Dead. Um, I don't know. That would be rabid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. All right. Uh, what the fuck is Last House on the Left? Mark the directorial <laughs> debut of what filmmaker? Wes Craven. Yes. Damn. So we that. are we are tied now. Yeah, well. Um. Name two horror movies starring Boris Karloff. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So, um, Frankenstein. Uh-huh. And then, pfft, Jesus Christ. Wasn't he the Wolfman in one of those damn movies? He was never the Wolfman. No. Um, Boris Karloff, Boris Karloff, Boris Karloff. Is <laughs> Boris he, Karloff. Is he... He was another major. So monster. yeah, he played Dracula once. Then I remember Boris he... Karloff was not Dracula, bro. Did he not play Dracula once? No. Jeez, he was another major monster. He was another major monster. The Mummy. Duh. Thank God. But he did he even... yeah he did play the Mummy yeah so it was yeah. the Mummy yeah. Okay. Thanks for the hint. Several hints, but that's yeah. okay. You said you one. Go ahead. Um. Director Ridley Scott has cited what three films as a major influence for Alien? God damn oh, it. Oh, that is terrible. That is an awful question. Three you have to be, like, obsessed with just Alien. Um, three films that were an influence on Alien? Yep. Um, I couldn't tell you one. I couldn't tell you a single one. Yeah, um, they, some, one of them makes sense to me. Uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Okay, space. That makes sense to me. Uh, Star Wars New Hope does not make any sense. Again, just space. And yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I guess, makes sense in like a very broad sense in that it's a horror movie. Okay. You yeah. know, and that it I influenced I, like if it was everyone. Just, if I was able to guess just one, I probably would have guessed one of the space ones, but naming like all three would have been impossible. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah. You have to be obsessed with that movie. I agree, but yeah. I have to give it to you. Yeah. Okay, so who was the special effects designer for John Carpenter's The Thing? I don't know. This was... Rob Boutine, I did know this because um, he was on fucking high on drugs the entire time. Boutine, I, I don't really know how you pronounce it, but what Blade Runner actor played John Ryder in The Hitcher? Well, the only Blade Runner actor I know is Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. So let's see what's going on with it. Rucker Hauer. Okay. Which well. actually I did know was in Blade Runner after reading that. I remember he's like the villain. Oh, okay. Uh, Blood Revelations was the original title of what 1977 film? Nice fucking try. I don't know. The Hills Have Eyes. I wouldn't have known that. A group of teens have... Oh my god. A group of teens? Have the same recurring nightmare in which a man with knives on his ears... Ooh, that would, be a, that would be a nightmare. On the street of Elm, bro. Well, it's well, you, Nightmare you, on Elm Street, yes. so no points. <laughs> no points. You said it in the wrong order. What actor played Dr. Frankenstein in Young Frankenstein? Oh, my God. I feel like it's on the tip of your tongue. Because this one's, this one's an easy one. Is it, though? Yeah. In Young Frankenstein? Yeah, I, I can see the cover of the fucking movie, and I can't fucking say the guy's name. Just give it to me straight. Gene Wilder. Uh, yeah, I never will. All right. Um, name four horror movies and start with the letter L. L? Okay. So, L. Lunatic. Yeah. To be reviewed on the show. Yep. Um, last house on the left. Yo, I mean, you should get that one. You've had 17 fucking questions about it. Um, it's not on the back of the card, surprisingly. Legion. Okay. Um, laser blast. Okay. None of those are on the back. I know. Of the card. I was trying to do a few obscure ones. Uh, Leprechaun. Uh, less diaboliques. 
lovely Molly and let me in. Oh, okay. Um, three Americans travel to Eastern Europe in search of a youth hostel. Hostel. That would be hostile, yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said Europe, I was like, hostile. Um, who directed the 1985 film Fright Night? Uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, well, I was hoping you would not get that one. No, I knew that one. And the timer is going off. So that is our 10-minute limit. And I have made a comeback. So I have 12, you have 11. But it could very easily be tied because I definitely may have fucked up in that first round. So it's going to come down to the wire. It is anybody's game. And you're going to have to tune in next week to find out who wins. So we're going to do a poll. And then we'll see you next week. Alright, so we're back. And so do you want to do you want to get our poll initiated here? So we've talked about... I think it was in the first season that we did Cocktober. We just did the first, the sexiest horror villain. Um, but Mazer Laser asked us a question, and she wanted to know because she probably hasn't listened to the early episodes, um, as a lot of people haven't because they were strictly on YouTube. But she asked which movie monster is the most fuckable. So last time when we did this, both of us picked humans essentially. You were Michael Myers. I did Norman Bates. He's pure evil. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, size things up a bit. So we're gonna be talking about who is the sexiest giant movie monster this week. Oh, giant! Yes. Kaiju only. Yeah, kaiju only. Well, it doesn't have to be kaiju, but I'm saying Japanese. It doesn't. It can be an American-made monster. Okay. Um, but. Strictly bestiality this week. I mean, all this is bestiality because... I thought uh, you were just going to go with only, only movie monsters, period. Like, Creature from the Black Lagoon would count. No, we can, we can do monster. We can do all... I mean, it doesn't matter to me. Because I think if you go giant monsters, because it's here's, without a doubt Godzilla. You can't... You I don't know, man. We haven't, we haven't determined the size of King Kong's <laughs> dick yet. It's still yet to be determined. Right, so I can't in good conscience put him out there. We, we can say with confidence that Godzilla's dick is retractable. Yeah, we've discussed we, we, this. <laughs> we know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> so we know he's probably packing some heat in that slit or what or whatever is going on down there where his penis comes out they're not they don't have to show it to me in film i already i already know that it's gonna be monstrous so to speak yeah so yeah we can talk about any sort of monster it just cannot be like a human monster because last time we talked about freddy jason all that kind of stuff so so frankenstein's monster can't count because technically he's, built he's dead of bodies human parts. yeah okay um Best Picture winner, The Shape of Water, features a scaly man who has some sex. Yeah, he so does. That's, that's I was going to say, do you think he competes as Creature from the Black Lagoon? But he I mean, actually like, fucks. He does. So, they're like the same species, too. Yeah. Kind of. Um, see, How about Pumpkinhead, man? I just saw that uh, today is like, the day that we're recording this is like the anniversary of Pumpkinhead. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Um, okay, we're... <laughs> Austin's coming to get in on the conversation. All right, um, Pumpkinhead. Oh, man, he's... He's pretty fucking ugly. Yeah. I, like, I don't know how fuckable Pumpkinhead is. Yeah. I don't know. What a, Can we count the fucking xenomorphs? Yeah, they're aliens, man. I mean, I think that with the, the head and the head tongue thing they they could do some serious oral oral procedures there yeah yeah um I'm trying to think of other monsters that aren't giant monsters or aren't or are confirmed men <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you could do another giant monster if you want to talk about like the beast of 20,000 fathoms not sexy at all you don't think so do you think so I mean, he walks on all fours. All right, what, what about Q the Giant Serpent? Mm, uh, I mean, because now I'm just comparing them all to Godzilla, man. And, it's and hard. You're right, and Godzilla stifles them all. I don't all. know. 
Ghidorah's got three heads. Triple, uh, triple the action. Yeah, triple, triple oral action. I, I mean, Ghidorah is great for orgies. Yeah. Like if you want to bring Ghidorah into an orgy, like a prime orgy candidate, you could pretty much have an orgy with just you and Ghidorah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The three heads have different personalities in certain movies as well. Yeah, like the new one where the one is kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, the one's kind of dumb. The one's like super violent, and like the other one's just kind of there. Yeah. They like well, the other two are kind of they just like kind of fight each other, or no, they both pick on the dumb one, don't they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because there's all those memes of it where they're like looking at them all like side-eyed, like what you doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, trying to think of other monsters, man. Um, can't count mummies. Those are humanoid. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, a lot of these are humanoid. What about okay? What about the blob? <laughs> <laughs> Just a big gelatinous blob. <laughs> Oh, I mean, what about the thing? Yeah, I mean, are you talking about the I'm, the '50s thing popped in my head? He's an alien. He's got like a humanoid body, but but he he's, not he's, he's not human. He's no. not human. I'm pretty sure the fucking the title of the movie. Is he's a thing. A, he's a thing from another world. From another world. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Brundlefly won't count. He's human. Yeah. Um. Man. It's tough. It's very tough. There's a lot of not-so-fuckable monsters out there. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, they're monsters. They're scary, man. You gotta think of the sexiest ones. I... Man, I have a feeling that there's, like, a... Like, a Satan-like interpretation in one of these movies that's, like, really sexy. Probably, yeah. But I can't think of one right now. Yeah. Um, wasn't Tim Curry Satan in like Legend or whatever that movie was? Oh with Tom yeah. Cruise? Yeah. He was. But was he was he sexy? He was, was buff he as fuck. Sexy Satan. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he always just kind of like him and the Wishmaster always kind of just like. I always kind of think of the same thing. Yeah. Just gonna try to look up a couple here. Just get some images of some movie monsters. Um, I don't know what the hell that thing is. <laughs> oh God. COVID nineteen. Um, is the Stay Puft Mar? Is Predator sexy? Is Predator sexy? I'm I asking. think I'd rather fuck a xenomorph than Predator. Yeah. How about the guy from Pan's Labyrinth? I don't know what his name is. The, the, the skin, no, the not one that's just pure skin. Not sexy. Not sexy. Not sexy at all. There's um, the other thing from Pan's, Pan's Labyrinth right there. Isn't that Pan? Maybe. Pan from Pan's Labyrinth. The Toxic Avenger was a human. Yeah, he's human. Um. Well, there. Boom. Pennywise. Bill Skarsgård. In giant spider form or clown form? Clown, clown, form, clown form. I mean, clown. I mean, he's a human clown, but he's technically not a human, so I guess it counts. Yeah, he's a monster, man. And he's not even close to you. He's actually an alien. Yeah, that's also true. Um, I can't really think of anything else. Um, we can all agree that Gamera is not as sexy as Godzilla. No, absolutely not. And and uh, neither is Anguirus. No, Who's not very similar to Gamera. Yeah. There's the sexy beast himself. Who, Kong? Or Xenomorph? Oh, Godzilla right there. Yeah. What about Stay Puff? The Marshmallow Man. Not the sexiest not Godzilla, sex no. There's King Caesar there. King Caesar's pretty sexy. Yeah, he's got the he's got the mane. He's a giant lion god. Um I don't know. Man. I'm out of ideas. There's Tim Curry, by the way. Yeah. Pretty sexy. He's ripped. He's definitely ripped. Tim Curry also played the original Pennywise. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say probably not as sexy as... Not as sexy as, as, as Bill Skarsgård, yeah. no. Um, I don't know. I'm fresh out of ideas. 
So, well, have... who's got pick number one? But it's gonna come I'll, down. I'll to let you have pick number one. I'm gonna go with Godzilla. All right. That'll give you some ample opportunity to pull something out to beat him. Okay, so could go with Kong, just so it's the classic matchup. But I mean, I got. I would go- argue that Kong is is a. Uh, not as sexy. Uh, no, I definitely argue he's not as sexy, but I would argue that Kong is is of human like kind of relation. Yeah. As as a primate. Yeah. Well, you know, I have to go with the only monster that's confirmed to have had sex. The, shape, any, of water. the shape of water. I mean. <laughs> I don't know if he's the only monster that's confirmed to have sex. Okay, here's the... It, Didn't this is, you watch, uh, we that, watch we that w- one movie with me, The Crystal Force? I don't remember. If the was monster there. in that definitely has sex. Well, we watched Night of the Demon together, and Bigfoot definitely has some sex in that. That's true. But gotta go with The Shape of Water on this one, so... Um, pretty sexy, pretty fuckable. Yeah. Definitely. But here's the thing, Godzilla's not that fuckable because... Yeah, if you're using the term just fuckable, the the monster from fucking Shape of Water is definitely more fuckable than Godzilla. Because if you got fucked by Godzilla, you would be be dead dead. immediately. (laughs) Unless Godzilla's the one taking it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. If you're pitching to Godzilla, if this is a homosexual encounter with Godzilla, then you could potentially pitch... And catch, and he probably wouldn't get much pleasure out of it at all. But you know, yeah. But yeah, that's all. That's all I have to say for this week, guys. If you guys haven't already subscribed to the show, make sure you go ahead and do that. Leave us a rating and review. Check out Jared's channel. The quest for 69 subscribers is inching ever closer. Is I think it? I lost. I think, <laughs> I think I lost a couple. Let me check my. Let me check my stats. Um, I'm still on the quest for a thousand subscribers, so let's get that up so we can start making some money off this shit someday. Forty-eight. I 48. don't remember what I was at last time. But now we know forty-eight. So no star reviews. Remember, everyone knows it's forty-eight. So we'll we'll keep the progress going. We'll keep tracking your progress. Twenty-one away from the 69 subscriber special. I should probably do some content. Yeah, perhaps. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's about it for this week, guys. We will see you next week for the Halloween extravaganza. Um, And this is Buddy the Bruiser signing out. And this is Dynamite Jared, and I will catch your ass down the road at Halloween Havoc.